Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And today's topic is this. There's only one place for expectations. Sit back and relax, and let's get started. So one of the things that I can clearly see is that over the last two years, my family, I've been able to see the growth in my family. And oftentimes we think about the growth in our children and we all talk about how quickly that happens and, and it, it truly does because every day is different with little ones. And that is really where the, the focus goes as you watch the children grow quickly from infants to little bitties to <laughs> toddlers to you know, now I've got a four-year-old that all of a sudden she looks like this little girl, not just this toddler. It's incredible. And so that's where all the focus goes. But one of the things that has become apparent to me is that it's not just the children, it's the entire family as a unit has been growing. I've been growing, my wife's been growing, children. And this has created some conflict and some collision because inside of any growth is usually some level of struggle. And we've kind of been struggling in a vacuum. I've been struggling. My wife's been struggling. The girls have been off to the races, but it's really been me and my wife going like, okay, we know that we, you know, we, we have this idea of there's got to be a better way, but we're unsure about how to get there and what that looks like. And, oh, yeah, do we even have time to think about or talk about this? No, we don't. We've got to wash the dishes, get the kids out, like go do a meeting, go travel back and forth. All like the, the, the day in, day out chaos of having a family being in business and trying to put all that stuff together. And so we got ourselves to the place where we said, look, you know, we've got to get some outside perspective because let's face it, when we're in that chaos, it's so, we're so close to it that it's hard to, it's hard to see what's in front of us. It's hard to even see in some cases each other for who we both really are, for me to see my wife, for her to see me, because we're just so close to it. It's like, it's like being like, like looking at a book and you're zoomed into just one sentence of the book because your face is so close to the page and you can only see actually just kind of one word. You can't see anything else beyond that and everything in the periphery is kind of clouded. And so we started down this path of saying, look, you know, in our marriage, the work that's been done over the last couple of years has produced a huge amount of fruit in terms of our growth as a couple together and, you know, where we've been going. And especially in terms of eliminating any kinds of secrets, any kinds of lies inside our relationship with each other. But now it's a conversation around, okay, well, we're growing, but like, where are we going? 
and as a family. And like, what's the path? And so all this confusion and which leads to collision, which leads to fights. And typically the fights are on the same thing again and again and again. And recently we both collectively kind of said, you know, enough is enough. We've got to do something. And we said, well, what about marriage counseling? Okay, let's do that. And of course, this is in the middle of an argument. Hey, we got, we got to get counseling. Okay. All right, let's get counseling. Now, there's oftentimes you say, well, if you're getting counseling, it must mean there's something wrong. It must mean there's something broken. There's some type of major problem, violation of trust. Something has gone down. And typically, kind of historically, people are moving into marriage counseling after there's been some type of cataclysm. And I'm very grateful for the fact that that's actually not the case here. It's just that we've both said, look, we've got to do something different. So I heard a friend of mine talking about, it's not marriage counseling, it's marriage coaching. I said, okay, I like that. And so we started down a path of finding some marriage coaches. And within that, it was a new thing for both of us. And I immediately started to build some stories and expectations around what my wife would or would not do and what she might judge and what she might think and what she would, you know, all of these things. And would she be willing to go all in? And that she probably wouldn't. And it was going to be on me. All this stuff. And I tell you that background just to say that we, to give you this, is that we had, a, we had the first call. We made it all the way to the call and it wasn't without struggle. <laughs> made it to a call, had a call last night with these two wonderful coaches. And the immediate thing that I recognized is that the immediate, as soon as we entered the frame of that call, my wife was as real and raw and honest and direct and vulnerable as I've ever seen her be. And it was beautiful. And it completely shattered all of the stories that I had about what she might do and all this other kind of ego-driven story creation that I'd been in. And the takeaway that I got from that was that I had put expectations on her. And they were wrong. It's like that, uh, I'm a huge fan of The Office. Uh, and there's a great line by Michael Scott in The Office where he says, where someone comes to him and she says, uh, Michael, he says, hey, uh, she says, his boss says, Michael, I underestimated you. And he says, well, maybe next time you'll estimate me. So... <laughs> That's kind of what happened here is that uh, I've been in the game of not estimating enough. But actually what, what's, what the, the point here is is that I put expectations. And those expectations were completely wrong and blown up by my wife. And so it got me thinking about this idea of expectations and how we are constantly walking around 
by and putting expectations on all kinds of things. We're putting expectations on our body. Like for example, I have a couple of programs that I'm running right now inside of my my fitness game that are lining up this for this week to be kind of a hell week. This Runtastic Results app, the back end of that that challenge is is brutal. But I've also got other workouts I got to do for uh, for my coach, and and I'm not sure how I'm going to line it all up. And I started to want to kind of quit this week. But then in this this space, I realized, hey, I'm underestimating myself, and I'm putting an expectation on myself that may not be true. I'm underestimating what my capacity is in my body. I can do this. How many times do we put an expectation on God? This is what I did at 19 when my mother passed away, is I had an expectation that God would step in and save her because I had done all this stuff. And yet the, the, the amount of grace and gifts that God has given me directly, not the least of which is my family, my wife, and my children, has shown that my ability to set an expectation on God is far less than reality. Like we spend all our time underestimating God and we do that because we put an expectation We expect one thing. We didn't get that. But what we got was a thousand times bigger. And how many times do we put expectations on our family, our spouse, our children? Well, I have high expectations for you. You know what? You can take your expectations and go shove them. Because you might find that your family will over-deliver any possible expectation you might have. And it's better to operate with no expectations. In fact, the only place that expectations should exist is one place. With myself. The only expectations that we should operate with are expectations on ourselves. For our own level of performance, commitment, and integrity. That's the expectation I have for myself. And beyond that, I have no expectations. Because any expectation I set creates an opportunity of a disappointment or a world where certainly with other people, you're creating a frame that, first of all, they're not necessarily aware of that they're stepping into or that you've put them in. And secondly, when they don't deliver what your expectation is, they're all of a sudden on the wrong side of the fence. Instead of just operating and saying, hey, I have no expectation and watching them over deliver. And then just, or you know what, if they don't, just looking for the gift inside of that. But expectations, expectations are are a trap in any other place other than yourself. 
And so I'd ask yourself, ask you to ask the following question, where right now in your life are you placing expectations on your body, expectations on your relationship with God, expectations on your spouse, expectations on your business or your clients or your colleagues. And because those expectations have never been voiced or communicated or because they're unrealistic, you are missing the fact that there are other places where they are exceeding any potential reality or over-delivery that that you could have imagined. But you miss that because they didn't hit your specific expectation. That's a weak place to operate from. But a powerful place to operate from is placing expectations on yourself and then making those commitments every single day. And in doing so, generate power for yourself and letting your own wake be the thing that influences other people. Influencing people with your power and your contribution instead of your expectations. That's what I got for you today, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for the reviews and the ratings. Keep tuning in. More to come.